0: Hey everyone, welcome to the CBC podcast Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we continued our series CBC at the Movies, and I looked at the movie Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Today, I'll be with Donna and Nick to discuss Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening.
1: Okay, welcome to the podcast. This is Donna. I'm here with Eric and Nick. And we're talking about the movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which Eric talked about on Sunday. So, just to start, Eric, um, why did you choose this movie?
0: Uh, good question. Um, you know, I think, uh, one, I'm not a big uh, animation, animated cartoon type of person. So, it's not something that I would typically be drawn to. I, I didn't even watch the movie uh, until I was thinking about doing it for the series. So I think, to be honest, one was we always do a, a kid, <laughs> like a kid type movie yeah. that Brandon usually does. Uh-huh. And since he's not here. And then, two, we wanted to do something Marvel-ish, right? So we, we talked about Infinity Wars, Endgame. But, you know, the the release dates have made it hard. So that was what was kind of drawn, what I was drawn to. Um. I guess kind of reluctantly at first, uh, but then having watched it, there were some themes in there where I thought, okay, this is very applicable, you know, both for the younger crowd. but I think there's the older crowd that can connect to it as well. So the other day, that was the, the main reason why I picked that movie.
1: Hmm, that's good. I realize I forgot to say welcome and let you guys both say hello. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great to be here.
2: Hello. <laughs>
1: okay, now. <laughs> um, so... The Marvel movies are really big right now with the Avengers. And we wanted to do Endgame, but it didn't come out soon enough. Why do you think they're so popular? Hmm. Because it's not my genre, right? It's you guys' genre.
0: So you don't like those kinds of movies?
1: I sort of do, but they confuse me. Like, even Spider-Verse, when I'm watching it, there's so much going on and so much action. And I'm always looking for story and character. It's like, I don't get what's going on. I have to read the reviews And, and all the Marvel Ones. sometimes i have to pause it and read the reviews and figure out what's going on before i can f- go on so to me they're just very confusing
2: Yeah, <laughs> <So. laughs> i think that's a really interesting question I- i've actually been thinking about that uh, on one hand i'm al- i'm also not a big comic book person so if i did end game it would have been like 30 hours of just watching the <laughs> yeah. previous mu- movies but one of my semi-professors came out with a book called why uh what was it called oh it's called superheroes can't save you and he's a theology professor so it's basically a a work on christology on the person and deity of christ but through the lens of our fascination with superheroes Mm -hmm. and so he i haven't read the book but i was kind of looking at the reviews and some of the the premise was was this whole idea we have this fascination with um the ability to I think enact justice in ways that are, are flashy and supernatural. Um, and so we have this draw toward kind of this fantasy, but, but most of these superhero movies are placed for the most part in, in a human relational context. And that's in part, I mean, from what I hear, what kind of separates Marvel from DC, a lot of times that the Marvel movies really play on good drama, good script writing um, and the, superhero um setting is is just kind of the backdrop for a good story whereas (laughs) in other uh, movies that didn't do so well it's just uh it's just a flashy comic book and if you don't like comic books you're probably not going to like it so Uh, but i think i do think there's something deeper in kind of our fascination with this kind of supernatural um you know these superheroes hmm
0: yeah and, and i'm i'm kind of guessing on this i haven't done the research or anything but at least for me there i think there is something just that intrigue of the idea of a hero right somebody mm-hmm. with extraordinary abilities just set apart from everybody else but kind of living in this regular world so i think yeah i think there's something about the marvel movies that they're they're more relatable kind of like mm-hmm. people wise and they, they each have each character kind of has different personalities, so I think you can kind of are drawn to to some over others. But um, you know, as I kind of touched on it a little bit, even ever since we were kids, that idea of a superhero, it kind of entertained us. Mm. But there's also something intriguing about it, and mm. and that would be my hunch. And I think that kind of for me, of there's you know whether it's a fantasy, just this desire, like you know what would life be like. If I had abilities that were mm, just yeah. significantly yeah. better, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, than the majority, what would life be like? What luck could life? What could life be like mm-hmm. if uh, you know we were to be in their shoes and? I think there's just something fascinating about that, right? Even you hear little kids talk about who's your favorite superhero. What power would you want to have if you got to pick, right? Some people are like, "Oh, I'd be like Superman because you could do everything," and some people are like, "I'd rather be like Batman because he didn't have anything special, but he has to like think," right? So you hear like young people talking about that, mm-hmm. and I think there's a part of us that's still drawn to to that idea of it, mm-hmm. although we might not, you know, perceive it from in in those words. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, I want to be a hero. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah, I hadn't th- thought about the desire for justice thing. That's a very interesting one. Yeah. Um, I think when I watch them, the thing that draws me is, and this is just movies in general, is the relationships and the dysfunctional people. <laughs> and, and <that's, laughs> they're always like damaged, broken people in some way that are able to achieve greatness. So I think that's the thing that draws me. And then the relationships, like in the Avenger movies, it's the. Tony Stark and Spider-Man you know those kinds mm. of relationships that draw me mm-hmm. um, so that's interesting yeah okay
0: good question though yeah that was a <laughs> yeah
1: so who's your favorite superhero
0: <laughs> Ooh. like Marvel wise or just in general in general I
1: have no idea what the difference between DC and Marvel is so you could say anything <laughs> and I would be fine with that
0: I've always been drawn to Superman <laughs> <laughs> I think just because he seems to be the minus the kryptonite, I guess, but he seems to be the strongest. And (laughs) I think the idea of flying is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes a thoughtful answer.
2: (laughs) No, it's funny. I mean, I I think when I think about as a fan, I've always liked Wolverine. I kind of like that he, there's kind of this, this darker side, this loner, um, persona. Um, But as far as identifying, if I could have one trait as a kid, I've always wanted to fly. But Mm -hmm. I always wanted to fly without having to flap my arms because I thought that was a little weird. (laughs) You didn't (laughs) want to be a bird. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be able to fly. I think part of me is like an escapist and, you know, like the whole idea of like being invisible or extra vision. I didn't want any of that. I just kind of wanted maybe
1: to get away. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so in the message, Eric, you talked about the theme that you chose to talk about was the theme of choice that he doesn't have a choice and then he d- has to make a choice. Why did you choose that theme? Um I mean I think
0: one it is it's kind of interwoven throughout the movie mm-hmm. of you know right in the beginning scene right when he's talking about the private school and he's like we all make choices in life miles and he's like it doesn't feel like I have a choice and the dad's like you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And then his dad's like, tie your shoes. Right. And then he's walking around and the kids are like, your shoes untied. And he goes, yeah, it's a choice. So I think there was that play early on where, like, okay, they are emphasizing this idea of like what you can choose and what you can't choose. Mm -hmm. But then in terms of even like the the biblical connection and Mm -hmm. why I was drawn to the movie of just this idea of, okay, there's extraordinary ability, but then there's this choice. Mm -hmm. Right. I think in that one scene, Mary Jane says, you know, Peter Parker. uh, he didn't choose to be bit by the spider. He didn't choose his abilities, but he chose to be Spider Man. Mm-hmm. So I think, kind of jumping off of that, going, you know, in many ways, our life is is similar to that, right? Um, and it's cheesy and kind of cliché as it sounds. As I was watching the movie, it's like, you know, this idea of a of a kid being given extraordinary ability and choosing to be Spider Man, helping others. While we don't have like the physical abilities like that, biblically we're just like that right mm-hmm. we're god says we're given supernatural abilities christ-like ability but we have a choice to to do it so that was you know one the movie it was interwoven in there but i think the takeaway and making that biblical connection of like you know as much as we're drawn to the superhero idea biblically that is what god says is true about us mm-hmm. right and and you can say the our ability is even greater mm-hmm. right because the difference and the impact we can make Uh, eternity wise it's even greater right so it sounds kind of cheesy cliche talking about it but just this reality of like but that is what the bible says is true Mm -hmm. yet for us i think sometimes we don't see make that connection of like every day being a choice of how we're going to do it we can watch spider-man and be like oh it's so easy if if i was spider-man i'd choose to be spider-man too Mm -hmm. but to say huh what about us You know what? What do our daily lives look like? What do we choose to do with our abilities? And and then it's not so black and white. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a powerful idea, and I think we do have to lean into it a little bit because I think, especially being in the church a long time, it's easy to say, okay, he's going to talk about spiritual gifts, and okay, we all have spiritual gifts. But like you said, there's there's a certain depth there, and I think it's really powerful the way that some of these new superhero movies uh are are portraying the hero that it's a sacrifice it's lonely uh it's not this glorified hey i can Mm. fly uh it's like there's this grappling with i don't even want to do this um Mm. which i think is powerful for us because i think sometimes the things that we're called to do as christians it's hard it's lonely it requires sacrifice Mm. and there's no glory it's it's just kind of this okay god i trust that you're working um and the glory is not mine um but but i'm willing you know mm, yeah and so I, I i thought i thought that was powerful
0: hmm. yeah one of the themes I- in that movie that i didn't get to touch on just because of time was that how each spider-man character in that movie they had suffered a loss somewhere hmm. right there yeah. you know the you know the original with uncle ben But each one had someone or something like that, where they were unable to save someone, they lost someone significant, and had the potential to kind of derail their, you know, kind of just they, you know, it made it discouraged them in a way that they kind of thought maybe it's not worth it, Mm -hmm. right? And saying, okay, we can all resonate with that, Mm -hmm. right? Going through things in life where you know, it doesn't go worked out as planned. And that's why one of the interesting things was that Peter B Parker character, mm-hmm. right? That jaded Spider-Man, yeah. you know, yeah. he's, he's older, he's more cynical, he's jaded. And there's more to a story when you, you watch the movie, but that part was interesting to me of like, okay, we understand the miles one. You're young, you're insecure, you're an you're afraid, take that leap of faith. But then there's that Peter B Parker side where he's actually, he's, he's been through it all. Mm-hmm. Um, But there's this leap of faith that he needs to take too. That it's kind of a side story on that. And going, huh, that, you know, in many ways, it represents, you know, us as a church where we come from different, you know, experiences. There's the younger ones who maybe are just fear because we weren't experienced, we don't feel like we're ready. But then there's some of us, the older ones, where we've been, you know, we've been doing this for a while (laughs) and it's easy to get jaded, (laughs) right? Easy to get cynical. Um, but either way, that choice is still the same. All things being equal, the choice is still the same, how we're going to use our quote-unquote abilities mm-hmm. each day.
1: Yeah, just thinking about that, I know we all make choices like that and take leaps of faith just in ministry in general. But is there anything specific that comes to your mind when you're thinking about just your past and a difficult choice you made or a choice you're thinking about now that takes a leap of faith? Anything come to mind about your experience?
0: Um, I think for me, I mean, this is something I've been just kind of personally wrestling with too. Is you know, the longer I do ministry, um, and there's you know, there's always exciting moments where you look back and kind of, kind of the obvious ones where you see God, like, okay, God really worked in that one. But there's so much of what we do that's just it can feel mundane, right? Methodical. It's just it's the grind week in, week out, and you know, we don't always see fruit and you know, maybe there's little to no fruit. And you just trust God is faithful. So you you know, you kinda use that promise as is just fuel to get you through the next week. But over time, sometimes it's easy for me where my expectations or even my hopes begin to dwindle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just begin to expect the Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, well, this is just how it is. And I just have to be grateful and content no matter what happens. So then, you know, as time goes on, it's like, oh my gosh, like all those things I used to dream of, get excited about, like, I don't dream about those things anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Right. So there's obviously like bad things that can like discourage us. And maybe, you know, like, and those are hard ones. But, you know, sometimes for me, the the harder ones are those more subtle ones because I don't even notice it. Hmm. Right, it's not like I'm mad or I'm like sad or I'm like in despair. It's like little by little, it just goes. Time goes on, and I just kind of catch myself going, "Huh." Like little by little, those hopes and those dreams. So, you know, I think those are some things for me that I'm realizing it's a struggle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right the the average day to day is beginning to kind of define and dictate how I view the future mm-hmm. versus scripture versus what what God says and those things
1: so how do you deal with that what do you do when you start to realize that
0: i'm just starting to realize that <laughs> <laughs> okay stay tuned yeah yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah i mean part of it is uh just i think recognizing it is is has been the big part you know i think it, for me it was like oh i didn't even recognize it for a while so i think recognizing it um you know, bringing that before God and kind of confessing of it too, yeah. like recognizing that there is a, a sin in that, hmm. you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say it's like, Oh, you're, you know, I'm not beat myself up about it, but there's this doubt that has crept in mm-hmm. a lack of faith that has crept in. So in that sense, mm-hmm. um, just being able to like confess those, repent of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been trying to, you know, I think the importance of f- filling my mind, in my soul with with things that do encourage and inspire um so i think recognizing the need to i mean just to learn more to 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 be around people who are are in similar shoes you know to talk about ministry dream about ministry Um, there might have been a season where i thought you know what like that's great i don't have time for it i think i'll be okay but i'm kind of coming back to like no i I do need that Mm -hmm. you know i i need to make sure I'm filling my mind w- with stuff that inspires mm. uh, because if just left to, you know, status quo, it, it depletes, mm-hmm. right? So that's at least where I'm at right yeah. now. Um, I don't know. What about for, y- for you guys in terms of that question, Donna? What are some of the struggles and, and how you approach it?
1: Um, I think everything's a leap of faith for me. And I tend mm. to, whenever I think of things I want to do or um, things I think I should do or think I think things I think God is leading me towards, I'm always really good at talking myself out of it or thinking of all the reasons why it's not a good idea. So just that that idea of, you know, him with the the spider stuff all wrapped around him and, and, you know, realizing that it's a leap of faith and that he just has to do it. That for me is very inspiring because I feel like that's what I have to do a lot is just, okay, God, this is what you want to do and you can work through me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it and see what happens. And that's always a hard thing. Mm -hmm. How about you, Nick? Any experiences come to mind for you?
2: (laughs) Well, I feel like if this is a real conversation, I'd have so many more questions for both of you, But (laughs) since we only have 20 minutes or so. Um, (laughs) I resonate with that, that whole leap of faith thing. Like, ever since I was a kid, I've been a very anxious person. So just to, like, get up in the morning and Mm -hmm. do normal things requires uh, faith for me um and that could be anything from like a social event to like i'm taking my daughter to a swim class today and that brings me me anxiety for some reason like um doing this podcast makes me anxious (laughs) you know so there's a certain grounding that that i need that um doesn't necessarily come naturally for me Mm.
1: Uh, Mm. yeah i get that too yeah, I think for me, one of the things that was very powerful, too, in that, that moment when he's all tied up in the chair is when his dad comes and tells him, you know, I believe in you, I love you, you know, you have a spark in you. And I feel like that's so important for me, too, is to have that sense of affirmation or someone tell me, you know, you can do this, which is great working with this staff because you guys are really good at that. Um, but how did? how do you think, what do you think helps you to take those leaps of faith? I think... People, the affirmation of people is one. Is there anything else that comes to mind for you?
0: It's hard to answer because, you know, I think even as, as Nick was describing his situation and Donna, you know, I resonate I resonate with that too, right? <laughs> There's so many things that I, I think, you know, part of me going, you know, the things I used to dream of and the things, and I'm not doing those things. You know, those things where I thought like, oh, if I were to become a pastor one day, if... You know, I had the opportunity, like, I would do this and that. And in hindsight, you're like, hey, I'm not doing those things. And part of it is, like, that fear that holds me holds me back, mm-hmm. right? The, the what if this mm-hmm. happens? What if that happens? So it's hard to answer your question because, uh-huh. one, I'm like, I'm not doing it as much as, you know, I'd like. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, you know what, you you're saying the affirmation. You know, I think the importance of hearing the Father's voice. Mm -hmm. right kind of the reassuring you know i think in that scene too the father says like whatever you choose to do like Mm -hmm. you'll be great Mm -hmm. you know and from a worldly sense like that's not necessarily true like we'll be great but you know i think our you know god says like whatever you choose to do like i'll be with you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'll be for you like that's not going to change even if you fail in a a worldly point of view you know so that that goes a long ways right really leaning into that and trusting that, um, that, you know, regardless of what happens, like father and I are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Right. But with that, I have to be okay with like things with people might not be okay Mm -hmm. though. Uh Right. Like God and I are going to be okay, but there might be people who are disappointed. There might be people who get upset. So I think that, you know, working through that, like I got to be okay with that. Um, That's, that's a big step. I think for me in, in times when I do, Am able to take a step of faith, um, and then to you know what I've been kind of sensing God saying more and more are, are the things that are, are that feel so difficult and that are so emotionally draining for me. Times when I hear God kind of whispering, not in a in a condescending voice, but just in an encouraging, loving way, but feel Him saying, you know, it's not supposed to be this hard, hmm. you know, and. The more I wrestle with that, the more you know. Objectively, I, I think it's it's not supposed to be this hard. It, it's not supposed to feel this hard. Like yeah. it should, it should be hard work. You know, there's things that are going to require a lot of discipline and energy point into it. But kind of that emotional weight I t- feel, whether it's a giving a message on a Sunday, whether it's running a meeting, whether it's meeting with someone, whether it's just you know, sending an email. You know, there's times when I just feel this emotional weight because I think I'm worried. What are people going to think? What if I mess up? Mm. Or I just feel God saying, like, it's not supposed to be this hard, Mm. you know? Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a run-on to your your question, but I think processing through a lot of those things of, I think ultimately being able to see things the way God sees it, right? Mm. So that the more I can see it through his lens, or not lens, but the more I can see it the way he sees it, the easier it should be to, live accordingly Mm -hmm. you know to to walk by faith and and that's that scene in the movie where it's you know he's he's sitting there miles and he's like it's a leap of faith and he's hearing that that voice in his head and then he jumps off the building right and from a movie you're just like oh it's so cool but just trying to relate that to life and saying oh but that's so hard yeah you know we we, i don't want to just jump off a building like i need to see like netting you know like and you see like a landing pad just in case um you know trial and error you know so uh, but yeah i think that definitely strikes a chord with me where i'm at of um, wanting to take more of those steps of faith
2: you you kind of piqued my interest um you mentioned it a couple times and so i'm just kind of curious like if you're willing to share like what's it what's a dream or a goal that you feel like over the years has just kind of waned
0: um. Hmm. Um I think there are things, um, I mean, just simple things of believing that, you know, God can do amazing things in our church. He can do amazing things in people's lives. Um, you know, however you want to interpret miracles, but like but miracles can happen. Mm-hmm. Lives can be changed, you know, people that we've never ever expect to play a significant and valuable role will play a significant, you know, those things, um, you know, I think they're, you know, and I've shared a little bit with you guys. I think there's stuff for us as staff. There's fun things we could do, dream together, vision together, uh, you know, do more things together where, um, not that you guys have ever posed it or staff has ever posed it, but there's just fears of me like, Oh, they're busy. You know, we're just, we're, we oh, life is, you know, maybe later. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's never, it's not like, oh, I don't want to do it, but just there's things like that where, uh, you know, or things, maybe ministries that I've always thought like, I'd be fun to get this started, you know, and to encourage these kinds of people. Like even something as small as like, you know, I'd, I'd love to just plan a lunch and get the welcome team together, the ushers and greeters, and just tell them how awesome of a job they're doing and how important they are. Like, something that on face value, like, it doesn't, it's not, it, well, it, doesn't, it shouldn't be that hard. Catering, Chick-fil-A, we can't do that on a Sunday, but, you know, <laughs> catering to lunch, gather them together, but then you just have these thoughts, like, oh, well, everyone's busy, how are you going to get people together, uh, what else are you going to say, what if somebody comes and they're bored, or they're like, that's it, right? And those, like, those voices, those fears, and then, you know, it's not like I go... I'm not going to do it. But it's like, uh, I'll do it later. And it just gets shelved. And little by little, all these things, you know, get shelved. Um, So, yeah, I think there's just that. I, more and more, the more I'm doing ministry, the more I'm seeing that there are things like that, That because of whether it's fear, whether it's lack of faith, whatever it might be, like, huh, there are things that, choices. So it's either going to do it or not that I choose not
2: to do. I appreciate you sharing that. My one thought on that is, I mean, I feel like you go out of your way as a leader to always empower us. You know, like if I came to you and it's like, hey, I want to do a luncheon for greeters and tell them how awesome they are. You'd say, go do it. And what do you need? And I'll support you. Um, So there's a part of me that's like, man, these things that you want to do as the lead pastor just do it and mm-hmm. you know, like we'd get behind you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what, you know, that's, I mean, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, and, and I do, and I do believe it part of what I'm recognizing in me. And I mean, it's crazy. I'm sharing this, but I I genuinely want to empower all of you, you know, staff and even everyone in the church. And I think that's how I'm wired. I love doing that, but I'm beginning to recognize too. There's also like this fear behind it for me right there's also this like safety and if i can get behind you that's easier than putting myself out there right so it, it doesn't change and i don't feel like i'm doing it for like impure motives you know <laughs> like um, i hope not <laughs> but it's just kind of recognizing like it's got to be both like get behind your staff support them give them what they need but you can't just hide behind them. I can't just hide behind you guys. Yeah. Like I have to whatever those things that I need to do and be in front of. I got to be willing to do that and not be afraid to ask you and invite you to get behind me, which I believe you would, yeah. but recognizing those fears, you know? So I think I've talked about it in previous podcasts too. And in sermons of like more and more I'm seeing like, Oh man, there's, there's just this like layer of fear that just kind of permeates everything in mm. me that I'm kinda getting to a point where I'm just like, I'm tired of it. Hmm. I don't have the answers. Yeah. But I like I see it more and I'm like I'm tired of, of being afraid. And I'm in that season where I'm like asking God and trying to do whatever I can to overcome that.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. That's probably deeper than I expected to go in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't think Spider Verse was gonna <laughs> take me there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I I really believe that there's a lot of, like most of us can really relate to that, that we all deal with that kind of fear. Um, but just being the wise old women that I am, um, I think you're just ripe at that age where you're starting to look back and look forward and, mm. and to look back and to think about things not done and to look forward and to think about, you know, what's coming next. And I think it's so good that you're just leaning into God and, and spending rich times with him because I think God is going to bring you through that and then bring us to greater things or at least bring you to greater things and to greater trust in him. Um and I think for all of us that's always the challenge is to wrestle with those fears and those things that are going on in us and to and to give them to God and to to wrestle with them with God instead of, you know, just pushing them down and not thinking about them. So mm. good thing. Oh thank you. Yeah. Um I hate to I hate to stop, but <laughs> I have no more <laughs> questions. <laughs> Any other thoughts?
2: Uh, that's a good time. we got staff meeting to convince anyway, so it's <laughs> yeah. probably, probably a good place. Yeah,
1: that's no, good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, guys. That was a really good discussion. <laughs>